Hi there, it's Caitlin here. Our mission is to help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning framework, and support so that they can become the best version of themselves, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, then I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Writing Program or the EB Teachers Club by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope you continue to support you inside one of our programs. And in the meantime, we'll see you back here on the podcast each week. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are wrapping up basically what I would consider a four-part series, essentially all about poetry this month. So make sure that you check out the last three episodes that aired in March for some practical and fun activities that you can use in your classroom. Those are episodes 214, 215, and 216, which as I say that out loud, it's wild that we've recorded that many podcast episodes over the years. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, But make sure that you go check it out. Check those ones out. So today's topic, so exciting. It's going to be fun. And when Jessica and I get to like reading the example, we're going to do our best. (laughs) You'll see what we mean when we get there. Um, You know what I was thinking really quickly before we get into it? It's two voice poetry, right? And we have to read an example. And our students used to say they can't tell our voices apart. So this is going to be really interesting. We'll see. That's so true. That will, that will be interesting. We'll yeah. see if they can figure it out. I wonder if people even know, like who is talking. Do you think that's a thing? I often wonder that as well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> if when you're listening and you guys don't know who we are, who it is, who's saying what, will you let us know over on Instagram? That would be just so, I, we should do like a poll. I'd be so curious to know if they're like, they just don't know. Um, anyways, side note. Okay. So today's topic is all about two voice poetry. And I'm willing to bet that if you aren't already doing two voice poetry in your classroom, after this episode, you are 100% going to want to try it. You're going to love it. Your students are going to love it. So if you are not familiar with it, two voice poetry is when a poem has two different parts that each speak as if they were a different person or object. Okay. So these parts might have different opinions or different thoughts, and they can talk to each other in the poem. So it's really just an interesting take on, on poetry. And this type of poetry gives the writer or writers the chance to really show different perspectives in one single poem. And if you want to give this a try in your classroom, what you're going to do is you're going to pair students up to create a single poem together. And their poem must have two unique voices yet also come together as one, like Caitlin mentioned earlier. And I think it might be easier for you to visualize this if you hear an example. So that's what Caitlin and I are going to do. We're going to walk through one. And what we're going to do is share our two voice poem. And it was written by our absolutely awesome curricular creator, Pat. And she did it for our EB unit for a long walk to water. So in that unit, one of the activities is students are going to write a two voice poem from the perspectives of Salva and Naya. So this is the example that we give them in the unit so that they have a model for how that will work. So this poem is called First Day of School. And like I said, you'll hear Caitlin's voice and my my voice sometimes at the same time. And Caitlin is going to be the voice of the teacher and I will be the student. So here we go. This is called First Day of School. I stand before the class, a smile glued to my face. I walk into the room, a rabbit among wolves. My thoughts are racing. My stomach is turning. What What is is everyone thinking? thinking? Will these students like my class? Are these kids going to care? 
who should I sit by? Will this class be boring? I remind myself. I tell myself. The first first day is is always always the hardest. hardest. (laughs) With so many unknowns. With so much to figure out. I I wonder wonder what I'll I'll learn learn this this year. year. I think that was hard because of Zoom. It is. It's tricky. Like you can, you can't tell this, but like we're looking at each other. Like, should we say it now? Obviously that's just us doing it. This is a very basic example with your own students. You would have them practice this a lot to focus on their expression. And in fact, you might want to show them like a really good version of one. So there is an absolutely phenomenal two voice poem that you can find online. If you go to YouTube and search a Muslim and Jewish girls, bold poetry slam, you're going to just be blown away. It's from a few years ago. And it's just an incredibly powerful example of two voice poetry. So you might want to show it to your students. Again, just always preview it first, make sure it works. But I thought it was so wonderful to really showcase this. And we'll put that information in the show notes for you guys too. Um, Okay. So we did as great of a job as we could, but I really do think it was the zoom. There was a lag a little bit for each of us. So let's walk through how you can set up two voice poetry in your own classroom. So you'll want to follow these steps to have students create their own poems. So number one is have students choose two people or objects that are connected in some capacity. Then you're going to have students brainstorm similarities and differences that they may have. Students will then divide a piece of paper into three columns. In the first column, you'll have the first person or object. In the middle column is both, like that's when Jessica and I were reading together. And in the third column is the second person or object. After that, students will write the poem by either writing one point of view first or alternating between statements for both speakers. And the poem is meant to be read by two voices. Most of the time, only one voice should be speaking at a time. But just like our example, at key points, both voices should speak as one. So going back to our example, one of those key points is what is everyone thinking? from our first day of school example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last line, I wonder what I'll learn this year. Both the teacher and the student were saying that in that particular example. And then lastly, when you read it aloud, be mindful of pace, pitch, volume, and diction. So this is great for speaking and listening skills for your students as well. So if you want your students to try to voice poetry, it can be less intimidating if they're taking on the voices of like book characters or even movie characters or imaginary relationships like a grandma and a grandchild or a principal and a student, a coach and a player, two best friends, et cetera. Um, And of course, students can always write about themselves if they wish, but for that first attempt at it, you might want to make that part like writing about themselves as being optional and going with, you know, something more, um, outside of themselves. So it's less personal as they're kind of just getting used to this type of of poetry writing. Definitely. I think I would have appreciated that as a student giving this a try. (laughs) And I want to offer you some other ways that you can use to voice poetry in your classroom. And maybe this will just get your wheels turning about how you can tie it into your current units or even other subjects, which I think would be so cool, whether or not you teach other subjects, you know, bring this up with the history teacher, the science teacher, and have them give it a try. It'd be a really cool cross-curricular activity. So in literature, you might have students write a poem between a protagonist and an antagonist. 
Or in history, you might have them choose two historical people with different views on the same event or two people from completely different time periods. Like maybe they choose Bessie Coleman, who was an aviator from the 1920s, and then Sally Ride, the famous astronaut. Or if it's in science, maybe they write about a poem about two different planets or a poem where a tornado and a hurricane are talking. Like, can't you imagine how they would tie in concepts that they're learning about in that class and then use it through the lens of poetry? I just think it's so cool. Or in art, a poem between two impressionist artists. In math, a poem about two quadrilaterals. Like, honestly, the possibilities are endless here. And students should be doing this more than once right? Because the first time they do it, like just now with Caitlin and myself, it's a little awkward, right? But the more they do it, their poems are going to become stronger. Their presentation skills are going to improve. So we want to give them that opportunity throughout the year to do this more than one time. It's one of those great rinse and repeat lessons. And I want to give you just two reasons as to the benefits of students participating in creating and performing two-voice poetry. So number one is writing and performing something creative together fosters teamwork and communication. So they can, you know, we can have our students do these poems in partners or in groups or whatever it might be so that they can, um, you know, have that platform to share their ideas and learn perspectives from each other. You might pair up students who have no common interests right? And nothing in common or or seemingly, right? And they could write a poem, a two-voice poem together. Um, I also love that two-voice poetry allows for a lot of flexibility in terms of voice, in terms of tone, in terms of subject matter. That gives students a wide range of creative options. And I do think it's super powerful. You know, there are so many very, I feel like challenging topics that as English teachers, we get to address sometimes in our classrooms that we could use this as a lens through which to teach common perspectives from very different groups of people um, that I think sometimes, you know, we get, we forget that, that we do have commonalities. Um, So I think it's a great, maybe even like social justice capacity that we could bring into, to a unit like this or to an activity like this rather. I love that. And when students get to work together, when they get to create these poems together, it's really a supportive environment, right? We have to remember they're just experimenting with their writing and they're learning from each other. They're getting that constructive feedback and like what a wonderful skill that is in any area of life. So this is like a really low pressure situation. And then Caitlin mentioned this earlier, but I just, I want to reiterate it that when they write and then they perform together, they're really building up their confidence with their speaking and listening skills. And I just love this because it can be very intimidating to get up in front of an audience and share your own words, right? Your poem. But if you're doing it with someone by your side, and in fact, parts of it are even together, you're not doing it alone then. And it just makes it so much more approachable and such a great opportunity for students to get that chance to speak up and share a bit of themselves. Yeah. And if you use this in your classroom, let us know. We always say that, but like, actually, please do let us know over on Instagram at EB academics. If you're an EB teacher, you can tag us on Instagram or let us know over in our private EB teacher community and Facebook. Um, we'd love to hear from you and, and hear how this goes in your classrooms. All right. So that is it for poetry in the month of March. Um, we will be back in April to talk about new things that are coming your way. And we can't wait to hear how all of these poetry activities go for you in your classroom. Thanks you guys so much for joining us. And we will see See you next week on the podcast. Bye, everybody.